Hey, I'm Jules. And I'm Megan. And this is Lasting Looks. We take you behind the scenes of pop culture's most iconic looks. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. Okay, so this week, we are talking to Tom Broker, who is the costume designer behind Saturday Night Live. He's been at SNL for 25 years, and he's brought us some hilarious and memorable costumes. We're so excited to talk to him all about the behind-the-scenes work that goes into these moments. So without further ado, live from New York, it's Tom Broker. Hey. Hi, how are you? I'm all right, how are you? Good, I'm Megan. And this is Julie. Hi. I'm Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. We are both costumers. Right now, we're both working on a show in Chicago. Which show do you work on in Chicago? Med. Med, right? Yes. 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 So that's how Julie and I met. That's how we became friends. We are currently living together. Potting together, I'm sure. Yes. Yes, Yes. we are. All the fun things. (laughs) So, um, And are you guys working now? We are. We get tested every day. And yeah, all the good stuff. It's It's been a different season, but it's... We're learning and moving forward. I know. I know. It certainly has been a a giant learning curve, hasn't it? It's been like crazy. Yeah. But we're lucky to be working and every show is doing a great job of keeping us as safe as possible. And yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I say. It's like our show has done a great job of keeping us all safe and I'm happy to be working as opposed to sitting at home. Yeah, we, we sat at home a while and we, we were did. ready to come back for <laughs> six months. We were just like, um, do we have jobs? I know, <laughs> what do I we know. do with ourselves? When did you guys come back? September. Okay. okay. So then we were just off for the last two weeks with Christmas. And then we just okay. got tested again to come back. And then we get tested we back again. So we officially start tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say thank you really quick because... When I had this idea during quarantine time, I reached out to people and I thought, this is crazy. I don't know if anybody's going to respond to me. And you were the first person that said yes. So I really appreciate you because I honestly, I was at this like teetering point, you know, you come up with ideas and you're like, I I don't know, is this crazy? So your yes was so encouraging to me because I was like, if he says yes, then wow, like that's a big deal. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Thank you. No, I think it's a great idea. What, you know, I mean, it's, I'm always for talking about this business and talking about how it happens and all that sort of stuff and, and helping people explore and figure out what it actually means to be in this business. Cause you know, there's no direct way into this business and there's no, like everyone I think comes to this business from different angles and different ways. And, and, and I think sometimes it's hard for people to sort of go, hey, I want to do this, but how do I do it? And I think it's always good to to say there's many paths to the door. I think that's so true. I, I took me a long time to get into this industry because I was almost 30 by the time that it happened. And there was a long time where I kind of was giving up hope on it because I didn't have any connections. So, and it's kind of like, you do have to know someone to kind of get your foot in the door. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But I, I, you know, things just happened and I ended up here, but it is, and we've actually had a lot of people listen to the podcast and reach out to us and say, thank you. Or they ask us questions about the industry or how to get in. And I think that's so great. And I'm happy to help anybody. We also hear people not even know it's a job. They think people dress themselves. I'm like, do you know how many hours we spend? (laughs) That was one of the biggest um, 
there's many things over the course of being at SNL for as long as I have, but I do think uh, that is one thing that people now sort of understand. And I, I think it's also just because the business has become much more so oriented to sort of like, oh, people, there are people who do that for a living, pick out clothes for other people to wear. And it's not just picking out clothes. There's reasons why those clothes are chosen and all of that sort of stuff. But I mean, for the most part, people always used to say to me, like, they don't just wear their own clothes. And I'm like, <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> Can you imagine what that would look? I always say that, like, I would love to do it once just to see what that would look like to show people like, it would look crazy if people <laughs> just wore their own clothes. Yeah. T-shirts, sweatpants, and Uggs basically would yeah. be like, you know, and a baseball cap maybe. Well, it's like what I wear on a normal day and people, I'm like, I swear I dress people better. I just, I'm 100%. tired. I'm tired. <laughs> no, you put all your energy into the other, other people. people yeah. Like you're last. 100%. That's what I always say. I'm always like, I can't, I I want to say that I have sort of a uniform because I can't make a decision about myself at six o'clock in the morning, how I want to look for 18 hours of the day. Like that's that decision-making is for someone else. That's me making it about someone else. I don't want to have to go through the like, like, huh. And I'm a guy. So it's, I don't want to say it's easier for me, but it's like, you know, my, my options are pants and a shirt, like basically, you know, I mean, of course one could say that, our options are greater now and bigger now. And I could wear a dress and a skirt and all that sort of stuff. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's, I don't want to have to make those decisions. I just want to have to reach into my closet and put it on and sort of do it, you know? And that's yeah. what we used to always say, like when I was doing House of Cards, that's what we were sort of, you know, the busier the person, i.e. the president of the United States. And this was sort of based on Barack Obama, um, you know, they don't have time to make decisions about what they're going to wear. So they really want to be able to just what I would say, granimal their closet. Like, okay, I want to be able to reach into my closet and I have five suits and I have 10 shirts and say 20 ties. So all of it goes together. All of it's fine. I don't have to think about it. I don't want to do it. If it's a special something, then someone else can really figure it out for me. But for the most part, I just want to, it all goes together and I just want to reach in and because the world is a little more important than what I'm going to wear. Mm-hmm. Yep, you exactly. Know? Very true. So, so now wait, so are you both of you guys from the Midwest? Yes. Yeah. I was in LA for the last eight-ish years, moved back here to start Chicago Med okay. and, and now I've been here for the last five-ish years, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And I've always, I grew up in Chicago, I was born and raised out here, okay. so, yeah. Yeah, so it's fun working on a show in Chicago. I never thought that, being in LA, I never thought that the industry here, I didn't really know too much about it, and when I came right. back, I was blown away. Everyone here is yeah. awesome. It's yeah. a cool, it's a cool small world, and it's super, super fun. Minus yeah. working outside in the winter. I know, Please. literally, that, that, that I had, <laughs> when I was starting out, it was because I'm from Indiana originally. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. So I was like, huh, New York, Chicago, LA, hmm, definitely not Chicago. Like between, <laughs> between November and April, forget it. Ooh, like, I remember, like I went, when I was in college, I went on an interview for something up in Chicago and it was in like December and I remember pulling myself along I Lakeshore Drive or something with those things that I don't know if they still do it, but they used to put uh, these sort of poles in the 
in the sidewalk. So you could, if it got too windy and too cold, you could pull yourself along so you didn't fall. So I was like, yeah, no, that's not for me. I am not about that. So I came to New York. Yeah. There's times where I've had so many clothes on. I can barely do my job. I'm like, my arms are, it's, it's like, yeah. And you're trying to, you're trying to zip people up and you barely bend over. We like gear up. Like we're going mountain climbing. Like I look at mountain climbing gear for being outside on our show, which is just crazy. Yeah. All right. So talk us through a week of how your weeks go. Cause I can only imagine knowing you have a show Saturday. Like how do you prepare for like, we're actually, I mean, I'm on vacation, so I'm, I'm, I'm easy breezy right now. <laughs> we're, we're off until, um, the, we're off for two more weeks. Actually, I come back oh, to, nice. to, to work. And so, I mean, it's sort of great because there's so much, I feel like COVID issues going around, around everywhere. So everyone's a little like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So it gives us a little, a couple, two more extra weeks of like, let's chill out. Let's figure it out. Um, so my normal week is if I'm just doing Saturday night live, so I'll just sort of do Saturday night live and I'll do sort of um, pre COVID week and a COVID week because the COVID, the whole situation has changed a little bit now that COVID is part of our lives at this particular moment. So, um, so pre COVID um, if I'm just doing Saturday night live, I would come my, my schedule sort of Monday through Saturday, basically Monday being, so Monday is a prep day for me because what we would normally do is shoot uh, the photos for the host on Tuesdays. So those photos that um, you see the bumpers that come up during the um, commercial breaks and all that sort of stuff. um, Those we usually shoot on Tuesday. And so um, I prep on Monday and Tuesday morning to get all that ready. And we usually shoot well, pre COVID we used to shoot anywhere from four to seven looks um, just for the photos. Um, and then, uh, and then Tuesday, we would also, after we would do photos, we would do a, a promo, um, sort of an environmental promo with the host, um, with them sort of pitching the idea of what, you know, what they're going to do for the week and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so that's sort of my Monday and Tuesday. And then on, um, then Wednesday, we do a read through, we start read through about, uh, four o'clock. Um, so I have Wednesday morning to sort of relook at some of the things I had pulled for the host and thought about maybe for the host and having done the photo shoot with the host, it gives me a better idea of like likes and not likes and things that they sort of might look good in or not look good in. So, so usually pre COVID I would go back and maybe go to Barney's again when it was open and Saks and other places and (laughs) sort of, sort of peruse like another kind of oh, let's, let's think of some more clothes for them. Because a lot of times the photo shoot clothes are specifically just for the photo shoot. They have, they, they have their own look, they have their own style, they have their own colors and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so um, I kind of relook at things Wednesday morning and read through it happen around four o'clock. And pre-COVID, we would read about 40 to 45 sketches. So read-through would go from like 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, and we would have a, about a half-hour break uh, after the first 20, and then we'd come back and have another round of, of things. And, and, and so about 8 o'clock, uh, everybody sort of disperses and all that sort of stuff. And we go into the, the, some of the writers and the producers and um, we go into a meeting where we and with the host we look at the show and sort of decide 
what we think is sort of the best 15 sketches um, and sort of try and come up with some sort of working order and rehearsal order uh, for that night, uh, not night, but going into the dress rehearsal. Um, and uh, after that meeting, then we break down into a hair wardrobe and makeup meeting um, where the each actor and um, writer would come in and talk about their sketch. So if they had ideas or they had specific um, reference photos or if they have some sort of idea, sometimes they would write it into the sketch. Um, sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes they're very clear as to what they want. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes, you know, like all things, um, you know, you, you're reading the sketch and they do a crazy voice and that gives you some indication or some sort of way in which you think they're going to go. And, and so that's sort of the, the initial jumping off point and moment of, of, of sort of thinking about what the sketch is and what the sketch may be. And um, after that, so now it's probably 10 o'clock. Um, 10 p.m. Wow. So um, then I go downstairs um, to my office uh, down, which is by the, next to the studio. And then I sort of start breaking. I reread all the sketches and break down the sketches again, according to um, shopping and pulling and what I think um, based upon what the actors and writers have said about each sketch, um, reread the sketch in light of what they have said, and then sort of write it all down so that uh, and do some sort of more quick research on the internet. Uh, so I can have sort of some internet ideas going on um, so that uh, I can start the next day. I start again at 8am on Thursday because my assistants come in at nine and then we have a whole meeting at nine o'clock uh, based on we divide the cards up and all that sort of stuff and um, uh, and sort of go from there and divvy everything up. And I have, there's sort of two assistants and a shopper and I have a co-designer, Eric. Um, and so basically how it sort of, Eric is the engine that keeps it all running. Um, and Eric sort of, uh, he's like home base, so to speak. And so while I'm out uh, about shopping and that sort of stuff, and I tend to handle more the women and the host and then he sort of handles more of the men. Um, he sort of generates a lot of the men's uh, sort of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, the two assistants are out and about shopping and doing their stuff. And then the one shopper is up doing, you know, we, we basically divide the 15 sketches into sort of stuff. And the host usually has, you know, the host usually is in 15 sketches um, and they need like uh, once, once the photo shoot is done and all that sort of stuff, then they have five looks of their own looks um, that they have that I'm responsible for their monologue, their good nights, their intros. Then we do a promo on Thursday. Um, and that usually happens Thursday afternoon. And that's usually the one on home in front of home base. Um, and, uh, that's usually with a cast member and the musical guest. Um, and then Thursdays just plowing through shopping and organizing and rewrites are happening. So there's changes in script and cast and all that sort of stuff. And then while all that's happening, the film unit, um, which is the film tape, the film unit is sort of an entity unto itself and it runs with, um, uh, this designer, you know, she designs with us, Jill, and Jill sort of, Jill, Eric, and I sort of 
all work together and sort of plowing through that. And so, but she's in charge of getting that unit done. And there's usually three, three films going on that they have to get ready for sometimes Thursday night or generally it's Friday. Usually how it is, is Friday morning at like six in the morning, Friday afternoon, and then Friday night after the rehearsal is done, they usually go out to start another one like at 1130 at night. And that goes until about six in the morning. So, so Thursdays, Thursdays, usually my Thursdays, usually from like 8am to 10pm. Um, I usually leave around 10pm and then come back Friday uh, for 8am and then get sort of, you know, the writers have been rewriting and all that sort of stuff. And so they, we get changes Friday morning as to what things might be in or not in or what cast members have changed or any of that sort of stuff. And Saturday is just like work, 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 you know, trying to pull and buy and shop and get everything done. And fittings usually happen between 6 p.m. and midnight. Um, so there's 18 cast members and a host. Um, and so it just sort of is like, okay, pre-COVID was okay, drop your pants, let's do it. You know, some people would just, some people wouldn't mind. Some people would just do it in the middle of the wardrobe room. Some people would do it in, you know, a booth or changing things or any of that sort of stuff. And my host with the, my fitting with the host usually happened around 11 o'clock at night um, on uh, Friday night. Uh, then we go into a meeting Friday night, go into a meeting Friday night around midnight. Um, where we go through and we look at the order of sketches and sort of try and figure out for dress rehearsal what's going to be the easiest uh, way for people to make their changes based on, you know, how elaborate the costume is or how big their makeup is or any of that sort of stuff. Um, so we come with a working order and I get home around hmm, one o'clock uh, Friday morning and then start again at 8 a.m. Saturday. Um, and then... <laughs> go through a whole meeting with my assistants, chop. Uh, then we started a uh, tech dress at one o'clock on Friday. We do a the rehearsal. That's when the wigs and the hair and uh, no makeup um, and costumes are all sort of thrown together for the first time. We kind of see everything for the first time, what it all might look like. Um, and then make changes and all that sort of stuff. And then we do a dress rehearsal. So we have a dress rehearsal at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And that's with an audience and they sort of, I get notes and producers and all that sort of stuff. We can have notes and see what works, what doesn't work, what to change, what things are. And then we go into another meeting and then that's when we pick a show. That's when we pick the live show. Uh, we get rid of usually during pre-COVID, we'd probably get rid of anywhere from three to five sketches. Um, so that's just stuff that goes to the wayside. And um, uh, then we start the show again at 1130. Um, oh now that's all pre-COVID. So that, that it's still sort of that way right. for COVID times, except the big difference is the photo shoot now is on Thursday because they don't want the host to come in any any more time than they do so now thursday is crazy jammed up with uh crazy just thursday is just a crazy jam-packed day um and so everything has just gotten condensed so and we also don't wednesday is still read through but instead of reading 40 sketches uh or 45 we now read 30 
And instead of picking 15 sketches, we pick 12. Um, and so the things have just sort of condensed a little. And our fittings, as you understand, all the fittings now, the fittings are a little less haphazard and a little right. more scheduled um, because you have to have your PPE on and all that sort of stuff. And and it's much more sanctioned. And, and also, we've had to spread out a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, NBC, our building here is a, um, a 1930s office building, really. And so they we've had to... Um, basically spread my office used to hold 10 people now it holds two so those eight people have been moved to other locations and so we've had to take over uh, uh, the old prop room in order for us to have more room for the cast members and more space so we could do fittings and all that sort of stuff so um you know COVID has certainly created I don't know you know, everyone's going through it. So right. and there, there's, <laughs> you put your mask on and put your face shield on and get, get down to work. Get to work. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have, you sound like you have so much work. I'm <laughs> just listening. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So like all in all, so there's, you said there's a certain amount of sketches and there's the host. So how many costumes are you working? So, right. I'm trying so, to do like the math in my head. I'm like, oh, I know, I know. Minutes. No, no, no. So, so <laughs> I know it's but I basically, I guess you can kind of say, maybe there's a hundred anywhere on average, a hundred costumes per week. Like if you're doing, wow. if you're doing say 15 sketches and there's five people in each sketch, that's 75, you know, that's 75 costumes right there. Right. Um, and so some days there's more, some days there's right. less, you know, the host generally, you know, if the host is in 13 sketches, plus they're doing, you know, five to seven looks for photos plus five looks for the show you're talking just for the host alone you need 12 self looks just like oh hey i'm like i'm myself um so that's on top of the 14 looks for the you know that they need for the show um so it's kind of uh a lot and are you just for the host are, is your team part of like the quick changes or they No. So, so the way this, the sort of structure, it's sort of like a combo platter of episodic meets theater. Okay. Um, so we have a supervisor and tailors and um, a stock person. And that person is in charge of the dressers. And so the dressers usually come in on Saturday and they dress the, um, each actor has their own hair wardrobe and makeup person. Because we're never sure in a fast change whether how the order is going to shake down and whether the person's going to have a really fast change or not. So there's not it it doesn't really work if you start sharing people. Like in episodic, you can kind of, you know, you put the clothes in beforehand and you get them dressed and all that sort of stuff. And um, you can just watch them on set. Well, this we don't know if someone's going to be coming from somewhere or quick changing or that sort of stuff so uh each actor has their own hair wardrobe makeup person and then my team is just uh design it only deals with the design aspect of it no wardrobe um or tailoring or any of that sort of stuff so they they're in charge of like the distressing, dying 
crafty part is sort of shared between the departments, depending on what it is and that sort of stuff and who sort of is better suited for which particular thing and, and to what it is maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, my department uh, is really in charge of finding the clothes and, you know, finding the clothes and designing the clothes and figuring out. And then they make it work for the quick changes. More and then they make it a Velcro yes. or something. Exactly. And they, okay. they're in charge of figuring it out. And sometimes it's like, okay, you know, and a lot of times, as you know, it'd be like, look, I don't know how this needs to happen. This is just what needs to happen. <laughs> so, so they, <laughs> right. they, they're geniuses and they figure out how that happens. Or, or sometimes, you know, with the host in particular, it will be in between dress and air, things will change and maybe they won't be able to make a full complete change. So we'll have to, I'll have to redesign the costume and sort of be like, okay, well, maybe he can wear the pants from the previous scene that it doesn't really matter. Like it's a generic pair of pants. And so maybe the bottom half can stay the same so that you can in 45 seconds, get the top half changed and the wig changed. And then that, that will allow us to do the change. Things like that. What a village. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it is like, it, it is the biggest village. Like, and that's, you know, there's so many, I can't do my job without all the amazing people I work with. It's like, we're all, uh, and that's why I say that it's SNL is really a village and we all do, and it's really a team and we all act as a team. We all do it. There's, and, and, no one has egos here so no one like takes anything personally like if someone feels if someone needs to do something they step in and do it if someone you know i mean it's like there's no like oh my god i can't do that that's not my union or i can't do, you know i mean it's like everybody's just all for just the product and getting it done and however it needs to happen that's so great. Well, it's also stood the test of time. So it's obviously yeah, it's yeah, working exactly. and it's, it's like, <laughs> well, it doesn't. And, and, and I also say that there's no place in the world like this. So right. it, it is unto itself. It is the closest thing to um, a mashup. Like I said, it's doing live theater and TV together. It's not like doing a film. It's like doing episodic television mixed with theater. And if you've done any theater, you sort of know what that is because you know how quick changes work and all that sort of stuff. And if you do episodic, the show has become much more episodic and just sort of in, way, in the way in which it's run. So it's sort of that crazy mashup. And I'm always like, I just wish, I wish one year they would allow like a guest designer to come in every week. Because I think it would be so much, I mean, for me, I would be like, hey, it'd be so much fun just to <laughs> have you come and just watch, not even watch, but like sort of experience and then do it and just sort of be like, and just really, really understand what this place is because it really is a unique village, yeah. unlike anywhere else. And I always say, if you've worked here and you've gone through it, you can kind of work anywhere because yeah. you understand you understand things and you understand how to get it done. And Tina Fey always used to say, look, I went out and started working other places and then commercials and people would be like, oh, we can't do that. We need more than four days to do that. And she was like, on SNL, they needed an hour to get it done. They could figure out, they called the person to get it, then the person, and then all of a sudden the glasses are here and they're done. You need four hours to do, four days to do that? She's like, no, figure it out. <laughs> That's so funny because I, it. SNL is the number one example. Like whenever I would have to do something quickly when I was a PA, I would always think like, 
I can't believe I had to do that so fast, but can you imagine working on SNL? Like that you guys are the bar of quickness for me when it comes to costumes because you guys always pull it off. But is there any times that you like thought that something wasn't going to come together? I know in costumes, I feel like it always does in some way come together, but has there ever been a time that you were like, wow, I don't know if this is going to be able to happen. Well, there's, there's sort of a couple and, and we, you know, it, it all would depend on different people and the different people who you talk to and all that sort of stuff as to what their version or their idea of what may not happen or they thought may not yeah. happen or, or any of that sort of stuff. You certainly talk to some of the wardrobe people and they're like, I had no idea that change was going to happen or, or we like weren't going to be able to do that. And I'm like, well, you did it. So don't like, <laughs> but you know, or I talked to my um, head of the wardrobe, uh, you know, my head wardrobe person and, and he's also the head tailor and, and sort of be like, he'll be working on a, a you know, a, like he had to rework Adele's jacket from dress rehearsal to uh, her monologue thing. Um, and he, you know, he was like so super scared. I wasn't going to be able to get it done in time because it was like, I had to redo and rebone and do everything the whole beginning part. And uh, from, you know, I had an, an hour and a half to rebone, restructure the whole entire front of the jacket and the sides of the jacket to get it the way I wanted to do it. And he was afraid he wasn't going to be able to do it. I mean, he did it and made it look amazing. Um, but he was like, oh my God, I was afraid. My biggest, my thing I think was the biggest thing I wasn't, I was afraid we weren't going to be able to do was the, the Royal wedding. Um, that, to me was the hardest thing we've ever had to do um, because it was a real time event. Um, so we didn't see anything until Saturday morning at, well, you know, eight o'clock our time, seven o'clock our time, you know, by the time we started seeing pictures and what it was and all that sort of stuff. So then we had to start breaking down, you know, a lot of looks from a lot of different characters as to how they were and what they were and how we were going to get them done and, and what we weren't able to find, what we were able to find, how we were going to be able to get certain things done and not done. And, you know, like the two uh, Harry and Will's uh, jackets, we didn't actually, we were looking all day for something. And finally, um, like at three o'clock, we had to pivot and come back to something that we had sort of disregarded at the er earlier part of the day. And we sort of came back to it because we couldn't find the exact thing. And we ended up pivoting and coming back to it and just sort of making whatever it is we ended up having to work. Um, but that was the first time I think that um, was, I got scared that we weren't going to be able to complete something. But you did. But we did. <laughs> we did. Sort of like, you, gotta the, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I know that that the Kamala suit. Uh, sorry, I keep getting all these like um, the Kamala suit <laughs> was another one of those. Uh, I think that to me, it wasn't that I thought it wasn't going to happen or get done or anything. To me, it was more about real timeness. I think what happened with that was that for the first, the actual real thing about that, I think, was that for the first time, people really understood the real timeness that SNL works on. Um, you know, sometimes we reference things from Thursday, sometimes we reference things from the weeks before, sometimes we reference things from Friday, even Saturday morning, like the royal wedding was Saturday, and people go, oh my God, it's Saturday, you had all day to get it. 
But that was for the first time everybody in the world was seeing something at 8.30 p.m. Saturday night. And literally less than three hours after seeing it on their own television, they're looking at it on Saturday Night Live and seeing like, oh my God, wow, they literally, how did they do that? It's magic. When I saw that, I honestly screamed. And I screamed sent me a million text messages. A million, because I wasn't <laughs> with her. We had watched it in real, like in real life happen. Yeah. And then I was watching SNL separate from her and I was, I screamed at the TV. I was like, yeah. they did it. They got it. Yeah. That was so yeah. fast. And I texted her and like our union sent us an email about it. Like, oh, really? I, yes. Yes. Oh, they sent hilarious. a link with like an interview with you. And I was actually just so excited that everybody, like people outside the costume world, realized what you guys pulled off because yeah. Yeah. it was incredible. It really yeah. was. It was a good example. Like to my fiance, I was able to say like, this is our job on steroids. And it yeah. is the perfect example of what people pull off in our world is bananas. Yeah. Yes. And no, exactly. Cool. I mean, you guys, you know, you come into work one day and someone goes, okay, so, you know, we've changed the car crash to now a train crash and there's now we're adding 70 people as opposed to 10 people. Okay. Bye. And we want them in full leather and we want it destroyed. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're just like, okay, we'll make it work. Make so it work. you go. The, the thing about that is that none of the producers or no one, not the director known, no one actually even said, you guys are going to do that suit, right? Like no one even came to us and while, cause we were also in the middle of a show, like our show, our dress rehearsal starts at eight. So we were in the middle of our dress rehearsal. And so my assistant, Ashley, and you know, she and I were watching it on the computer so we could actually watch the show at the same time as, you know, I'm watching. So in case I need to get notes or anything and watching the speech at the same time. And so she went into overdrive into like sort of getting research pictures and all that sort of stuff and started generating all this sort of stuff. And I'm watching the, 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 you know, sort of all the real thing and being called in, but it wasn't until, and we, so we put the whole thing into motion, but it wasn't until, the the meeting at 10 30 when someone turned to me and said hey are you guys doing the suit did you guys decide to do the suit and i'm like it's 10 30 you're now just like thinking maybe they should do the suit did they do the suit should we change the word should we not should what should we do because they still had referenced the speech from friday night not the speech that had just been given I'm like, no, we did. We changed everything. We changed the tie for Biden and we changed the Kamala's whole outfit. We, you know, created the whole look. He was like, oh, okay, maybe we should change the words then to reference the speech as opposed to the Friday night speech. I'm like, yes, you should change the words. Like, change the words. If we got the clothes, change the words. Correct. Exactly. 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 <laughs> this is one of those times where you need to match this, the words to the suit. Right. Right. Cause we, we did it. You did it. All right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That was, I round of applause to you, your inner team. That was so cool. And that was, so it cool. was like, Gosh, literally, I have to say it, it really truly was my team. Like they actually, I was just pointing and, you know, sort of going that, okay, that do that, you know? And, and there were a few moments where, you know, I know you've read all the articles and everything, you know, and the suit originally I had purchased for Milani and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, the one moment I did go to see, um, Maya to let her know that we were putting it into the action and all that sort of stuff. She was like, Oh no, they, I know they've already been in to fit me. 
And I was like, oh, okay, great. They had already done a fitting by the time I could get around to telling Maya that we actually were going to do that suit. And then I, uh, since I hadn't seen her in the clothes, like 10 minutes before she was supposed to go on, I went in and checked on her and, you know, just made sure she was okay. Yeah. yeah. So cool. That was awesome. That was great. Yeah. Um, Is there ever a time that you created a costume for a sketch and you've ended up being surprised by how popular the costume has got? Like when people... No, I, I mean, uh, no, I, I, I guess I'm always surprised by, I'm always surprised by all of it. You know, I mean, only in the sense of we do our jobs. And I think as costume designers, you do your job and it's specific to whatever it is you're doing, right? So you're creating something that's specific for that particular thing. And for me, I don't think of it beyond that. Right. Like, I don't think of it like, Oh, and also, you know what, to be honest, I'm, I'm not a comedy person. So I have worked on the show forever and, and people would sort of kind of believe and say like, well, you don't really have a sense of humor. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I treat comedy, comedy as drama. So it's just sort of as like, to me, I don't look at things in terms of like, oh, that's a comedy costume or that's a drama costume. It's just a costume and it's relevant to whatever the sketch is or whatever the moment is. Um, that said, I guess, I mean, I'm always surprised by what Halloween costumes turn out to be or what costumes you can buy online or what costumes, you know, sort of things turn into, um, you know, because sometimes I'm like, is that, you know, the writer or the actor will be like, no, this is what it should be. And I'm like, are you really sure that that's what it should be? And they're like, well, how about if we go here? And then, you know, then all of a sudden Stefan is created and you're like, wow, people really like this costume. All right. Okay. Yeah, sure. that one in particular is so funny to me. I don't, and, and oh. actually like we asked people what, you know, before we did this, what are your favorite costumes? And yeah, people yeah, mentioned yeah. Stefan. I know all people stuff. are obsessed with that, but I think, I think it's more the hair and Bill's ability to sort of like play with his, yeah, when he know, does his this, sleeves this. and all yes. that sort of stuff and that hair, you know, it, it, it certainly, the costume and the hair is, the hairs on the wigs on this show really sort of go together and you can't sort of take them apart. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I guess, I guess Stefan would be, I'd be curious just to see what other people think. Um, the cheerleaders always surprised me, I guess. Um, yeah, people, so many people yeah. said that the Spartan yeah. cheerleaders, they yeah. love that costume and they think it's so hilarious. I still think it's really funny. And I, I see I, it. People said, but I think, I think box. it goes back to that thing. I think Will and Sherry are so funny doing it. Yeah. Right. It just, you can't, you can't necessarily separate the costume from the performance. That makes so sense. I, so I think that people are more, they're more like, oh, that's really funny. And then it's funny. And that's what they're really responding to. And then the costume just sort of re- reinforces this sort of humor of the whole thing. Right. I actually wanted to ask you about the David S. Pumpkins costume because oh. I read and I don't know if this is true, but I read that like someone ran out to like Spirit Halloween or something and just picked that up because it didn't that didn't the suit exist before the sketch. Yes, and the then suit, now the suit, the suit exactly the suit existed completely before um, before the sketch, you know, I mean, they're, they're those Apo, Apo suits. Um, right. and so, uh, Bobby was very specific as to what he sort of wanted. And the writers were very specific as to what they wanted. They were like, Oh, I want to see with the pumpkins all over. And we're like, 
do those actually even exist? <laughs> um, you know, and come to find out, you just type it in and it pops like 70 different versions of, well, you know, I mean, right. it's like, oh, it's like lightning in a bottle. Like the, those suits, oh, you want tomatoes on a suit. Oh, you want clouds right. on a suit. Oh, you want, so yes. So ultimately what ended up happening was that uh, someone did go out and find uh you know, bought the suits from, I think it was early Halloween, not a uh, spread of Halloween or Halloween adventure or one of those places. And, and, uh, you know, now, now it's known as the David S pumpkin suit. As a right. I think it's so funny because now they charge so much money for it because yes. it's like the David S pumpkin. Correct. It gave him 10 extra, do- 10 extra dollars, right. uh, whatever. I don't know. I mean, but, it, but the funny part is, is like, we're not seeing any of that money. Right. right. You know? That's but, a cool thing about a costume. So you come up with these ideas and then you see people wearing them for Halloween. And that's like something that was in your mind that people are just walking around the streets in and they don't even know, like that's, it was your mind. That was your vision. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's cool. Is it cool for you to see your ideas having that sort of impact where people take it and they remember it and they want to dress up like it and mm-hmm. they, it lives on beyond the show. Yes. Yeah. 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 And to be incredibly jaded, um, I just go, why? also that's also just my thing about halloween too like i'm i i'm like you know i sort of go i do halloween every day so i I don't need a special day to sort of like if i want to dress up like david s pumpkins i'll go up to stock and put on my david s pumpkin suit um so it's sort of like it it i got a little bit of a jaded quality sometimes and i have to remember look this is the best job in the world like Mm -hmm what we do is amazing and what we do is is incredible um and uh it takes a lot of hard work but we also have to remember you know it is fun and there's an element of of funness to it and all that sort of stuff and to to not be jaded i go yeah that's pretty amazing that you have that sort of that people want to that it affects people in that way that they want to do that is yeah. pretty great. Yeah. I think all costumers are a little jaded towards Halloween because yeah. <laughs> everyone always asks, like, wow, you must pull out some cool stuff. I'm always like, no. <laughs> I know exactly the pressure. I think that's also the thing too. I yeah. think the, the the pressure to to sort of have the most incredible costume that exists. And I'm sort of like, mm, no, not really. Here's my paper bag. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like full circle to what we're talking about at the beginning of the interview. It's like getting dressed in the morning and Halloween. Both exactly. So fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for yeah. doing this. We really, really appreciate it. And no problem. So fun talking to you. So fun if talking you guys, to you. Yeah, please. I'll do it again whenever you need or whatever. We'll talk about, you know, awesome. happy to do it. If, if anybody has any questions or I mean, anything, just email me or whatever. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. We really appreciate taking the time and you're mm-hmm. awesome. You're so fun to talk to. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> stories, well, stories, stories. Oh yeah. I love it. Well, thank enjoy you. your next two weeks break I and know, right? rest up and will, yeah. hope everyone stays safe. Yeah. You too. You too. Yeah. Thank stay you. safe. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you so later. much. Right. Okay. Bye. Bye. So this week we want to do something a little bit different and we want to highlight our wonderful producer, Sean Schuyler. Sean is back with his band, The Daymakers, and they have a new song coming out this Friday, January 29th, called Our Year.
For more information, you can follow them on Instagram at the Daymakers Band. Please make sure to rate and subscribe. Also, follow us on Instagram at Lasting Looks Podcast. I'm so proud.